showed us what love is. God, we thank you for your love that is. It's wild, it's reckless, it chases after us, it's unchanging, it's unwavering, God. We thank you for that love, Jesus. Our first love. the team to do that song this morning. It's a new song by Carrie Job, and um, we just want to bring it back to basics so you can take your seat. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ali and Tim and I are the executive pastors here and we're just going to, like I said, just share a reminder this morning that I personally like to continue to remind myself and I think what we're going to share is a good reminder for anyone who calls themselves a Christian, whether they've been a Christian for six months or um, 50 years. And that's the reminder to come back to that first love, to come back to that first passion and excitement that was experienced when you first fell in love with Jesus and the first time you felt his overwhelming love. So this morning, I want to ask you, Do you remember the first time that you fell in love with Jesus? Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember how it changed you? I love when people share their testimonies. I love hearing the part about when they fell in love with Jesus and how that changed them from that moment. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about my story. I grew up in church and I gave my life to Jesus when I was about four or five years old. My mum taught me to pray before bed every night. So I was lying in bed and I was praying and I gave my life to Jesus. But at such a young age, I didn't really understand what it meant to be in a deep relationship with him. Um, I had faith, but I don't know, maybe for me at such a young age, it was more about making sure that I get to this really cool place, heaven, that I'd heard about in Sunday school. So I wanted to make sure I had that locked in. Um, But from that moment, I had faith, but I didn't really have a deep relationship with Jesus. Um, I then came to this church, and the moment that I fell in love with Jesus, I remember it so clearly. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was standing in this section of the auditorium. I remember the colors on the screen. I remember the song. I remember the people standing next to me. And I just remember lifting my hands and being completely overwhelmed by the love of God. I felt accepted. I felt valued. Like we sung in that song, my heart was beating out of my chest. And it was just this incredible moment that completely changed me. Um, Fast forward a couple of years and, um, you know, I'd been involved in church, youth, connect group, creative, all these type of things. And I got a little bit burnt out. And I remember one creative team night, we had a guest speaker, and he spoke about returning to that first love. And I can't really remember what most of the message was about, but I remember that revelation moment. I I, I remember I was reminded to come back to that first passion and excitement that I had two years prior. And I was reminded to refresh my soul and my spirit. So this morning, I would like to encourage you to come back to that first love. And I just have a couple of um, points that I want to share. The first one is God is wanting you to long for him. He is wanting you to long for his presence. 
Um, if you've ever fallen in love with another human being, you might remember it. It's pretty exciting falling in love with someone. You know, you, um, you really look forward to spending time with them. You know, you want to spend every minute of every day. Um, you... You think about them all the time. Like, it's an exciting experience. I remember I used to walk into this auditorium and I used to look for Tim Campbell. It was the first person I looked for. Is he in this room? <laughs> They're the first person you look for when you walk into a room. So it was exciting. Um, in 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. And God wants you to be like that for him. He wants you to long for his presence. He wants you to be hungry to spend time with him in the word. He wants you to seek his presence with eagerness and excitement. And secondly, he is wanting you to speak to him. He's wanting you to pray. Um, when I was a teenager, we didn't have Facebook back then. The thing of the day was MSN Messenger. Who remembers MSN Messenger? If you, didn't, if you don't know what it is, it, you should download it onto your computer and it was like a chat room and you add friends to it. Um, if you're really cool, you had like a song lyric as your like screen name. That was the cool thing to do with all different fonts. Um, I remember the day that I was added on MSN Messenger by Tim Campbell. <laughs> It was really exciting. All my friends knew about it. They were happy for me. It was a fun moment. So once he added me, I used to um, get on after school and I used to make sure that I would sign in around the same time that I knew that Tim would be getting home so we could start a little chat. Um, so he would log in and this little notification would come up and it's like, Tim Campbell is online. So, you know, I'd wait there because I didn't want to be desperate. Like, <laughs> I wasn't desperate at all, guys. I didn't want to come across too full on. So I'd wait for him to sh start a chat and sometimes he wouldn't start one straight away. And um, so I had this little <laughs> strategy that I used to use to get his attention. I used to log back out again and then log in two minutes later. So he got the little notification that I was online. So then he would then start a conversation conversation, which most of the time he did, and um, yeah, it was exciting, I used to, used to pop up, hey Ali, he didn't use capitals and it didn't even bother me one bit because I was so excited that he was talking to me. <laughs> God is a little bit like 16-year-old Ali, he is there waiting for you to talk to him, he's there to hear about your day, he's there to hear about what's happening in your life, he's there to hear about your needs, he's there to hear about every aspect of your life and he's just there waiting for you to talk to him. Um, we've actually, last, over the last couple of months, we've heard some really great sermons about prayer. So I can encourage you, if you haven't heard them, head to our podcast because there are some really great practical messages on prayer. Lastly, I want to encourage you, nothing you have done or can do can stop you from coming back to the love of God. His love for you is unwavering and unchanging. So nothing you can do can take his love away. Um, about a month ago, I made a really, really big mistake. So we have an incredible team of people in our church who take photos of every service and every event. And um, on this particular day, it was a Monday morning and I thought, oh, I'll just go in look at the photos from the service yesterday. And I went into the folder, it was on Google Drive, and there was this weird little folder with this weird link. And I was like, that's weird, that shouldn't be there. Why is that there? 
So I thought, it's, I'll, just, I'll just delete it. It doesn't need to be there. So I deleted it. And then when you delete something on Google Drive, it comes up with, you have deleted this folder. If you want to undo this, click undo. And so the split thought, like the thought came into my head for a split second, maybe I shouldn't do this because, you know, Tim's the IT guy. I'll leave it to him. So I was just like, okay, undo. Press undo. This cannot be undone. And with one click of a button, I had deleted every single photo that had been taken in our church for the last two years. Like every single one was gone. And my heart's like starting to beat. You know when you know you've made a mistake and you're like, you, you kind of start to panic. And I'm like, it's okay. It'll be in the trash folder. I went to the trash folder. Gone. Nothing. Like zilch. So then I had to reveal to my husband what I'd done. So he was sitting next to me and I had told him what I'd done. And um, he was like, why would you do that? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. And uh, it may have got a little bit of tense. It got a little bit tense in the cafe that day. I think Ben arrived at work and he walked in and he's like, I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Um, (laughs) But do you know what? Even though Tim may have been a little bit frustrated, he was still there ready to help me. I'd made this huge mistake, but his love for me did not change at all. I just want to report that Troy Hoverton helped me get all the photos back this week. So a month later, we finally have all the photos back. I'm not touching anything ever again. God's love is even greater than Tim's love for me. It doesn't matter where you're at. What you have done... God's love is readily available. And um, maybe you've been sitting here and you have loved Jesus your whole life, you have faith, and maybe your relationship with God has got a little bit stale. You've gotten used to coming to church, connect group, etc., and got into the motions, and maybe you pray when you remember to, or you read your Bible when you have time to. Can I encourage you to open up your heart this morning? And come back to that moment that you first fell in love with Jesus. Long to spend time in his presence. Get excited to spend time in prayer and in the word. Long to spend time in that secret place. That's just you and him. Begin to stir your spirit. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 38, it says, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, this is the, greater, the first and the greatest commandment. We as humans, we're designed to be in a deep, loving relationship with God. Amen? Well, that's actually it for me this morning. I'm going to invite Tim to come up now. That's okay. We have, normally have two microphones because of COVID, but we're married, so we can share a microphone. It's all good. How's everyone doing today? Everyone doing well? Everyone's a bit uh, quiet, but it's all right. A bit rainy weather out there. Winter has come back for a little bit, a little burst. But uh, this morning we're talking about your first love. And um, it's funny stories there um, about MSN Messenger. Who remembers MySpace? Did anyone have MySpace? That was one of the, thing, the biggest things. And then Facebook came along and that was the new big hit. We had MySpace. MySpace was a bit more like a music one where you could share music and do some different stuff, but anyway, it's all good, and that's where Al and I met. I remember sitting in, I remember leading worship on a Sunday night here, and then she walked through that door late, just say, late, and she walked through that back door, and I was like, oh, she's all right, hey, and I was leading, I was actually leading worship, so don't, don't, <laughs> uh, it's all revealed. 
So there you go. That was, our, that was a bit of our story. But didn't she do well? That, you know, that was the first time that Al's ever preached, ever. Just a great job. So we need to seek after him. And uh, Al shared a bit about coming back to your first love. But the Greek word in the New Testament for seek is desire. So what the writers were saying is we need to desire after him. Um, sometimes in our lives, our Christian walk, we, we think that God is always coming to us. But I always have found that it's our movement to Him that is required. He doesn't move. And uh, if you can see my little um, stool here today, that's my invisible friend. I have a friend. But it's Jesus. It's God. And He's sitting right here. Just imagine that for a moment. But you know that He never moves. He's always there. He's always there when we pray. He's always there when we seek Him. He's never changing. He's always constant. He's always there. But it's always us that move. We move sometimes away. You know, sometimes we go through trials in our life and God's not there. I don't feel God. And we kind of walk over here and He's still seated in the same spot. But we make a movement. Oh, but the doctor had this report. And then we move over here into worry and fret and anxiety and fear. And we forget that He's still right there. My relationship with my partner is not that great. And then we move away again. Depression, anxiety, or even through COVID, through the fear that is out there, we, we move away. And yet He's still seated right here in our first love. You know, we've got to get back to that secret place. Get back to that place like Al was talking about where your heart's beating, where you first meet Jesus for the first time and you just remember that moment of love and peace that comes like rushing over your body. I remember that as a teenager at a Youth Alive rally at Parramatta Stadium, Countdown 2000. It was at Parramatta Stadium. I remember the call to meet Jesus for the first time and I just remember that moment that I made that choice. And that peace that came over my life. That peace that came. And we can't walk away from that as Christians. And our commentary says this, There is a willing and joyful communion with Him, no longer hidden by human self-seeking. Nor is the future in some unreal spiritual realm. It exists within normal life. So what that commentary is saying is that it's not out here somewhere. Our relationship with God is not so far away. He's not that far away. He's right here in our normal life. He walks beside us at work. He walks beside us at university. He's right next to us at school. He's always there with us. So we've got to not forget about that, about how He's always there. I love when I spend time with God. I'm an outdoor person. I love playing golf. I love going um, out into the bush. I love going on drives, like long drives. If you, if you said to me today, hey, do you need to go to Dubbo for the afternoon? I'd be like, yes, sweet, let's go. The music is on, I'm worshipping, and I love driving. I love getting out in the open. That's where I meet with God, and that's where I find my time with Him in that space. It might be different for you, but you need to keep that space. Don't lose that love of Jesus and having Him by your side, that secret place. Psalm 63 from the Passion Translation says this. It's a psalm of David. And the actual psalm is called Thirsting for God. Verse 1, Oh God of my life, I am lovesick for you in this weary 
wilderness. Who would agree that right now in the world there's a bit of wilderness? There's a bit of chaos. There's a bit of an unknown. There's a bit of fear. There's a wilderness that's happening right now. But in the wilderness, David writes here, I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more. With cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily I will worship you passionately with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. Let's just pause there for a second. He's a rich, rich banquet of pleasure for your soul. That's for you this morning. I'll speak that over you this morning. He's a pleasure for your soul in Jesus' name. Let's not lose it in the wilderness. Let's not lose it in the chaos through this crazy season or of life's challenges. Let's not lose the pleasure of meeting with Him. It's so important. I sing through the night. It's okay, we can sing in the night. We can sing in our, in our homes and in our cars. Under your splendor shadow, offering up to you my songs of delight and joy. With passion, I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. I keep my soul close to your heart. You know, David's writing here that it's important that we just keep our hearts so close to him. In the weary times, keep close to him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Who doesn't want to be disappointed this morning? A few people. I can make you disappointed if you want. I can do a dance or sing out a key or something. No. <laughs> But you won't be disappointed when you get serious about seeking Him. That's what Jeremiah 29 says. When you come looking for me, you will find me. It's so important we keep desiring our Heavenly Father. Keep desiring Him. He's just here. And sometimes we're over there. Or out the back shed. Or out of the way somewhere. But He's right here. Stay close to Him. Stay close to Him. A couple of things to take away from today. Number one, God needs to be personally known. Personally known. It's not just head knowledge, it's heart. You know, so we can sit in church and hear a message and go, oh, that was cool. We can see the lyrics on the screen and go, well, they're kind of nice. We can have the head stuff going on and it's all good and it's good stuff and it's filling us a little bit, but we don't have the heart behind it and my challenge to you today is it's a personal relationship it's a personal connection with him number two we need to give priority of time to him getting close to him doesn't just happen it's time it's devotion it's spending time in his presence give priority to him and that's not a legalistic thing when we encounter him when we actually walk towards him and spend time with him 
really encounter His presence. And number three, a desire for Him to have control of our lives, a trust, a trust. Any good relationship is built on trust. It's built. And Kevin Ma used to say in this church, you don't fluke a good marriage, you build one. And it's the same in our relationship with God. We don't just fluke it. You don't just have a good relationship with God because we fluke it. We build it. You build it. It's on you. It's not on the pastors or the ministry team. It's on you to build that relationship strong in Him. And how do we do that? Reading the Word. Worship. Worship is so important. And so today, as I wrap this up, look at that, bang on. Couldn't have planned that any better, Al. Good job. (laughs) I'm kidding. We like having fun in this church too. It's so good to have a laugh. Amen? It's good to have a laugh. It's good to have fun in church. God's a God of laughter. He's a God of fun. So what I want you to do is I want to stand, you guys to stand this morning. And I want you to encounter Him. Don't just look at the lyrics and go, oh, that, that's cool. Oh, they're nice lyrics. My first love. Oh, that's nice. You know, that's cool. Um, encounter Him. Encounter Him. Worship Him with all your heart with all your mind, with all your strength. Worship Him this morning. So come on, as the team leads us around this song, first love, let's worship Him with everything within us. Amen.